0: I sat down on it and three weeks in the hospital anyway we were talking about before right that uh trends in uh powerlifting and programming and the topic came up about accommodating resistance i think a good place to start is explaining what that means why you're a fan of and then why you're a fan of it and why uh why and when you would put it into a program Okay, um, I think if anyone knows what it is right now, they probably know of it from West Side using bands and chains. Um, the idea is that this, the accommodating resistance uh, works with the strength curve. So you think about when you're squatting in the hole, when you're benching um, off the chest or deadlifting off the floor, that should be uh, some of the weakest points based on physics. Um, now everyone's a little bit different, but like those should be basically your weakest points. So, by adding bands or chains, um, what you're doing is at those points, the bands and chains are either deloaded into the floor or aren't being stretched. So, you're not feeling the weight, you're only feeling the weight on the bar. But as you squat up or press up or stand up from the deadlift, um, the chains start to come off the floor. So, you feel more weight, or the bands start to be stretched more. So, you feel more weight. Um, So, you know, like it, the big one that Westside does that people mostly know is like the speed work they'll add bands on. They'll do 40, 50, 60 percent-ish of their max, uh, but they'll add bands and they'll try to move it as fast as humanly possible. Um that way at their chest, let's say for bench, you know, 40% on the bar, but maybe they have they've got twenty-five percent band tension on there. At lockout, it'll feel like sixty-five percent, but in the chest it might only feel like forty-five percent. Um, so they can blast it and then still but then what happens is too um if you're doing speed work without the resistance it's really rough on the joints because you have to slow down a little bit at end range or you'll slam your joints um into each other so like you, you know locking out the elbow you're on a pipe or extending you'll you know smash the joint together uh the bands that uh in chains help to resist that because you don't have to slow down they're slowing you down for you so you can still apply full force, let the bands of chains slow you down so you don't hurt your joints um, and, and still push as hard as you can. Um, where, at least if you do it without that, you even if you don't realize you're doing it, you're going to slow down a little bit so you're not in pain. Um, the next day, you'll join, your joints will feel it um, if you don't have that accommodating resistance on, on the bar. Um, in the land of home workouts right now, bands are huge because that's what people have access to um and it's good and bad it's good because at least it gives you some extra resistance but like you know when you're doing a um a goblet spot holding a band it it, you know at the bottom it's probably no tension at all at the top it might be 40 50 pounds so it's more than nothing um but it's not ideal um, you know, maybe if you have some chains, if you do like a curl with it, like, you know, the, you know, when you first start to bend the elbow it might be 10 pounds at the top, it might be 30 pounds. Um, so it's something, it's more than nothing. Um, but it's not ideal. Uh, weights would still be better. Um, I do, I like to common resistance with the bar a lot. I like the West side method with it. We go a little bit heavier being primarily raw lifters. So I'll usually add about 10% to the bar from what they do. Um, and still try to move it quickly um but they also do more uh heavy stuff that we don't do as much where they'll load the weight up um and have you know lots of chain or heavy band tension so it feels like a max lift you know so maybe at, at lockout you know they used to do some i remember reading like the old stuff the circle ma- uh circle maximal days where they like the squat at the top is like 1200 pounds but at the bottom it's like 600 but they've got like, you know, two or three strong bands per side. So they can still get off the box fairly quickly. And then the tension kicks in and it just becomes harder. So you can't, um, you can't shut it down. You have to try hard throughout the whole rep or you're in trouble. Um, because unlike with straight weight where like if straight weight, you might get to a sticking point, you might be able to fight through it. Uh, with a band, if you hit a sticking point, you stop, you're not, you're not going again. Um, because it's going to push you back down. Um, So once acceleration's at zero, the the lift is over, where you might be able to figure it out on straight weight. Um, So it teaches you a few things. It teaches you how to grind through a lift with the heavy stuff. It teaches you how to accelerate the full way, how to be fast. It teaches you how to to finish a lift, to stay with it right through the end. Um, So I like it. I think it helps a lot. It's one of those things that we were talking in our trend episode that like, it's not trendy now. Um if you look at most um most people training, especially in USAPL, bands and chains are rare. Um and I would use them more, I think. Um you know, we use them a fair amount on deadlift. We've been playing around with them more on bench. I think I want to use them more on squat. It's hard to do when people are lifting at home, even if they do have home equipment, it's a little bit tougher. But um I want to play around with them more. I think, it, you know, we've used them more in the past. We go back and forth, but Westside's seen great results with them. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize how many other people use them. I remember, like, Borashiko talking about it's a way to sneak weight in. Um, so people think that he does, you know, all straight weight, you know, 80% for fours and something like that. And he said he would give give people 75% but give them enough chain on there to make it 97% at the top. So they would press off the chest and be like, Oh, that feels great. But then if they stopped pressing, they would miss lockout, um, which is something you don't generally see in raw lifting. Um, but it teaches them to, like I said, accelerate through and make what should be an easy lift to make sure that you keep it an easy lift instead of making it harder than it should be. That was a lot. That was a lot. Go ahead, Bry.
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean, you kind of covered all of it. It's, um, I, I think we've used it in different phases of training throughout the years. And I, I like using it just to, especially, I think you kind of played around with using it leading up to meets and peeking up to meets because you want, you want that feeling of, of just a little bit, you know, heavier weight, maybe we're taking, you're walking out your opener, uh, you know, with, with at the top, which would be your opener, but add some chains onto it, you know, it might help you kind of prime yourself to uh, handle a little more weight on your back. Or, um, I think we've used it to kind of, I mean, I didn't want just to kind of not punish taking points, but just accentuate, you know, where we could find out where the the weakest part of the lift is and just be able to train it and maybe not need to throw a ton of straight weight on, but just be able to, to, to hold a little heavier weight without just crushing yourself. So I like using it in all phases of training, and I think we've messed around with uh, using it with a lot of implements, even just like kettlebells or, or dumbbells or any implement too, just to kind of change the lift and get better, and kind of develop a skill in any kind of different position. So yeah, I like using it a lot.
0: Like I, like you said, that's that's good input on what you said, like uh, one of the things I have written down is like as a goal for people, and we don't always push it as far to this, but the idea would be to close to a meet our last like sub-maximal day, I would wanna see a single with your opener or your planned opener, um, which is gonna be depending on the person, 88 to 93%. Um, so it's still submaximal, maximal but it's hard. Um, but depending on what that is, have the rest of it up to the planned third in chains um you know so like i said mate i um, just for easy math let's say it's we're gonna put 91 pounds on the bar and we're gonna have nine pounds of chain so it's gonna feel like 91 off your chest so you're like okay as you lower you're lowering more than what your opener is until it kind of gets down but then you know you've got a little bit of that extra load so now you start to press you're pressing that opener but you're locking out your third attempt um i think that gives some people some um a little more confidence going in that they moved their opener and locked out their their third that that on meet day it'll be there um, and it just makes it feel a little bit better um like the two we've used that in other things where like i love it on machines like machine like machine chest press like throwing the bands on because the machine because of the, the system—it's—it feels the same all the time. Um, so the weight at your chest and the weight at lockout feels exactly the same, but you're stronger at lockout. So we can add that band on there and make it harder through the full range. So you're still getting all that work off the bottom, but then as you get stronger, you can lock out more. The band's really kicking in. You're getting a little more. You're getting a little bit better workout. Um, like I said, it doesn't let you um, ease up on reps. So I think it makes it a little bit harder um and then we said like but sticking points like you know let's say like a big sticking point for people is like mid-shin for deadlift either the bar starts to drift away or they just get stuck um that that that's the point where you should get stuck if technique is on because the bars your leverage point is your weakest at that point um so that's a common place so that's one where like i'll have we'll throw some chains on so i'm trying to have you speed through that spot just blast through that sticking point but then when you go to lock out we've got another 80 pounds of chain on there and you broke through your sticking point because it, it felt lighter but then lock out you're like holy shit that was heavy um and maybe um maybe it was heavier than what you can normally lock out because the chains allowed you to kind of finish a bigger lift um bands same idea like so we haven't done it as much with bands um, I think in the future we're going to see a little bit more of that. Um, I've got lots of ideas with that. And Westside is shown a lot with that. Um, I love Westside stuff, so like I think that's great. Um, but uh, yeah, I th- like I said, I think that's something that, like people don't—they're probably using it now because, like I said, for home training, that's one of the like people have bands; they're easy. Um, so at least it's adding some resistance. Um, but I like to see him go back to the gym and actually attach some of it to the bar and see how it
1: changes the their the feel um, I think you can get a lot out of it I think it just kind of like makes you take the, the weight more serious sometimes too like i, I I've seen it, people like walking out of weight with with the bar too and it's like a weird foreign feeling but if you have more weight at the top you might treat the lifts more seriously you might put more effort into it just because you're you're primed for just this heavy weight on your back or like your over your over your chest, it it just kind of makes you take the weight more seriously.
0: I don't know like a
1: reflex of having it, but like I've had way better I have produced so much more force off my chest with chains on the bar sometimes with just straight weight just because like fuck it's way heavier at the top. So Yeah, you you have to be faster
0: because like I said before, like if you're not you're gonna when you hit that sticking point especially the bands, the bands are gonna pull you back down. The yeah. chains are going to like, are going to slow you down to a point where you can't accelerate anymore, but the bands are actively trying to decelerate you. So you have to blast through. You have to put more force and you can't put 80% force. You have to put a hundred percent force or you're in trouble. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I, I love that because a lot of people will, they'll coast. They'll get to the point where they know they can finish the rep and they'll just finish it and not put the same effort in yeah. where like I said, you throw chains or a band on and all of a sudden they miss a lift that they should have hit. Um, so I think that helps a lot. And like I said, like, yeah, walking it out, you know, you walk out with a hundred pounds of chain on there. You're like, this sucks. Um, but it's a hundred pounds of chain. So that means when you're at the bottom and maybe it's going to feel like 20, (coughs) so the bottom, you're going to be able to blast out of there. So you can, you can probably lift super maximal weights, but at the bottom, you're not lifting, you know, it depends on what you load it. Like at the bottom, you might be submaximal, but at the top you're above. So that's, that's something I'm really intrigued by all the time too. Like, you know, if we can throw enough on there and we'll probably need to buy more chains for some people, but like, if we can throw enough on there where at the bottom, maybe it's 80, 85%, but at the top it's 105. Um, Now, you know, at least you like, it teaches you that you have that finishing strength. So missing a lift isn't necessarily because you can't lock it out. It's because you can't accelerate through, some point earlier in the lift um yeah. you know if you get it far enough you're gonna like everyone's gonna lock it out if they get far enough but it's that when you get to that point you know maybe two inches out of the hole or two inches off your chest and acceleration just shit the bed um and now you can't move um where if you can learn to blast through that and that's what like dave tate talks about all the time um if you can blast through it then you should be able to finish the lift now i don't think that speed work in, in of itself is going to help a ton with the strength, I think it's just going to help you apply your strength better. Um, so, like you know, if you have the if you can if you can bench press 400, but you're only putting in 350 of force because that's all you need to do, it's going to feel like a hard lift. But if you're trying to press 400 pounds when it's only 350 on the bar, you're going to crush it. Um, and that's what I want to see. I don't want to see sub weights done in a difficult manner. Unless there's a specific reason for it, but very rarely do I want to slow you down or, like I said, make you use less force to make an easy lift difficult. I want to make, I want to like what you said, like you know, you're putting that mental effort into of treating it because it's heavier. Like Ed Cohn would say, like treat your light weights heavy and your heavy weights light. Like get in the get in the habit of taking out 135, but acting like it's 405 bench. Yeah. So you know, I hate when people like. Get up there to squat, and they unrack the bar, or one thirty-five, or two twenty-five, or whatever it is. And their walkout's different, their setups different, their breathing's different because it's light. So it's not. They're like, eh, I don't have to worry about it. That's when you get hurt. You don't get. I don't see a lot of injuries at like max weights because at max weights you're like you're paying attention to every single step of the way, where the bands or the chains kind of make everything feel like a maximal weight. So. You're right, it does make you focus on the task at hand better than mm-hmm. just than just moving 135. And then, like, if you look at, like, Matt Wenning talks about, like, on the, on the velocity trackers, uh, which I know a lot of people have, like, that your speed work should be at one meter per second per rep, which, if any of you have tried that, is holy shit fast. Um, I'm pretty sure I can do that with, like, 20% um more than 20 percent. i'm not so sure i can move at a meter per second so how many people are are not lifting to their potential because they're slow um and again i don't think like just doing speed work is going to be the end all be all we did this um years ago where we did everyone like just everyone did a speed like several speed blocks to try to get faster and what we did was we got really good at moving lightweights fast
1: yeah
0: um but we didn't necessarily get stronger um but that's because I kind of like I took the idea from website but I didn't do what West Side did which is one day strain one day fast um so when I added it more to like the heavy days we got a lot better effect out of it um and it's another thing that like again it's submaximal so it's it's one way I use it it like it primes you for that heavy day because you're not as beat up from it um instead of going heavy all the time it gives you like a little bit of a back off um almost a way to like deload out deloading um before having to go into the next thing um so i like that a lot like i said that's why i think i want to use it a little bit more um we use it a lot on deadlift days bench and squat we don't use it as much but i want to add it a little bit more
1: um yeah i mean that's i think if you just hearing like i know dave one of dave tate's big thing is just like you need to learn how to strain like our our sport is training like you have to learn how to do like move under maximal loads so it's it's tough because you you can periodize that however you want but if you're if you're constantly overloading with straight weight you're gonna like, you're gonna hurt yourself so i think it's just it it, te- it 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 provides overload but it teaches you the skill of treating weight like treating it how it should be treated you should you should be training maximally but it doesn't have to be maximal weight so i think just learning learning the skill of doing that and keeping that in your training i think dancing chains just kind of yeah that in. so and that's gonna i mean that leads a little bit more into like you know dave being coming from
0: west side like that leads a little bit more into the west side idea of like i'll try to use some of the percentages that we use like you know high bar i generally assume it's going to be about 10 percent weaker than your low bar i assume that stage squat bar is going to be another 10 to 15 percent weaker than your uh, high bar. So let's say you're a 500 low bar squatter, then high bar, I'm thinking you're around 450 and safety squat bar for easy math, let's say you're around 400. Um, so I could have you do a max effort safety squat bar and you can be using 400 pounds, which it's still a max effort. It's still you still have to strain. You still have to work for it, but it's a hundred pounds less than what you would be doing if it was, uh, you know, a low bar squat. Yeah. At the at the end of the day, like people will realize, if they branch out a little bit more, that absolute load matters a ton. Um, you know, the relative intensity of those two lifts that might be hundred percent of your safety squat bar max compared to hundred percent of your low bar max. Um, so relative, it's the same difficulty but it's still a hundred pounds less and that absolute load matters a ton. When you see, like when you take these guys that are deadlifting 800 pounds, that takes more out of them than the smaller women that are pulling 400. Even though for the women, it's, it's a, it's a full on max. Most of them are going to recover quicker from that 400 max. than some of these heavyweight guys are doing from an 800 max, the absolute load matters. So Accommodating resistance lets us lower the absolute load, but feel like it's more. Um, so, like I said, it's another way. It's another way to to I the way I program at least, and like so, I like West Side, but we don't follow West Side. Is that we can keep training without taking time off. Um, for all of you guys that are like that, you know, this is the longest time off you've had with me ever, because we don't deload. Like, we deload one week before a meet one to two weeks after a meet, depending on how how you feel after the meet, and then we train. So we don't deload often, um, or ever really, you know, like I said, like, if there's not a meet, like, well, I won't peak you because if you're not competing and we'll just, we'll kind of reset and go back and build our way up again. But you know, there'll be some easier days, but there's no deloads. Um, and part of that is by using different absolute loads and accounting resistance helps a ton so what is the um circumstances in which you would avoid using bands and chains for like a certain athlete or like is there a reason why you wouldn't use it for some people versus other people um i think i mean almost for everyone um if you're super new and your strength level is very low um then we probably won't use it because you might die um, you kind of have to have that technique dialed in enough. and you need to have enough strength. Um, sort of give an example, like usually West, I will tell you that for benching it's, um, the minis. So the red bands, uh, and you double it over the bar. Um, and I have no idea what the tensions are. I know there's a couple of different people that have done the math and they've done tensions. I don't know what they are. Um, but they talk about that. They always use the minis. Well, a lot of people can use the minis all the time. Like Brian, you'd be fine using the minis. But if you're like a 150, 160 bencher and you put the minis on, you're probably gonna eat the bar, Um, even at 50%. Like, you know, you're talking 75, 80 pounds in the bar, but it's gonna add 20, 25 with the chest and then enough at lockout that you might not be able to lock it out. Um, So at that point, um, we do have the micro minis, the thin orange bands, that helps a lot, we can use those. Um, but if you're not strong enough to move it, then that's one obviously. Um, and if your technique is a little off, because the bands are going to really—they're gonna—they're—they're they're gonna magnify anything wrong. You know, if you get forward, they're really gonna just rip you in, a, in, a, in like out of position because they're pulling. Um, so we got to make sure the techniques right. Same thing with the chains, like the chains, like and we try to make sure the chains are always on the ground a little bit so they do—they um, don't swing. Um, but the, when you move, they are going to sway a little bit, and they make you stabilize more. So if you're not good at stabilizing yet, um, either through you know just your core stabilization or being alert, you know knowing how to like wedge under the bar and crank into and get tight, then we might not use that stuff because it's going to get sketchy pretty quickly. Um, if your joints are really beat up, now I know I said before like the, like this does help with your joints, but like if you're really beat up, that extra tension. Can add to it, so then we might back off then. Um, but then I'll probably back off a sub uh, off the speed work anyway, and we'll do more just like volume work at a slightly lower intensity uh, to get that working. Instead of trying to like accelerate through, which might beat up your joints. Um, so that's probably the only times I think that we won't use it. Um, you know, if you're thinking like time wise in a program, like I'll definitely do it at the beginning for speed work um and like brian said i'll do it you know a week or two out from a um from a meet to get that feel of it so we'll use it like throughout an entire training block um but yeah i think you get probably like the easy way to say races you gotta have like a minimum strength level um you know like the chains that we use at the gym um i do have big and small ones that helps but the bigger size chains are 22 pounds a chain so you load one per side on bench at lockout, maybe it's going to be 35 pounds because, like I said, sums on the ground. But the bar is 45. That's another 35. If you're not ready for that, like, if, you know, if you're a 100-pound bencher, it's, it's still, like, fairly hard to top. And if you put 80 pounds in the bar, it's way over your max. Where, like, for Brian, if we put 80% in the bar and he's got 325 on for bench and I put on a chain on each side, it's still only 360 for him. So 90%, but like, you know, 80% off the chest, 90% of the top, he's gonna to be fine with that. Um, but a weaker lifter, like I said, someone who's like maybe under a red plate, like they're gonna feel that real fast. Um, and putting the lighter weights on, like the lighter chains we have are about six pounds a chain. I, I think it's, it's so light, it probably doesn't matter. At that point, you just get stronger.
1: Yeah, I think Dave, like Dave says you can't
0: flex bone. Like you gotta get, you just gotta build some muscle and get stronger.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just a matter of like some people don't need it yet. I think the only time I think that like I I hesitate to put it in is if like it, which sucks that that happened. But if, if people are like are in a time crunch or like they need to get in and out for it's like, a quick workout, like that's the only time because it does require some setup or some people don't have access to it. Uh, but in a perfect world, and if, if the technique and strength is there, I'd like to incorporate